who do you follow? Everybody follows somebody. I need my slides projected so I can control them. There we go. Everybody follows somebody. Who do you follow? A mother had invited friends over for lunch. And after cooking and setting up and all was ready, she asked her daughter to pray. Her daughter was reluctant. And the mother said to her daughter, just say what mommy says in your prayer. And the girl said, oh Lord, why did I invite these people for lunch? <laughs> yes, the girl had been asked to follow her mother's example. And that following was embarrassing, didn't turn out very well. But that presents the reality of life. Everybody follows somebody. The simple childhood game Simon Says illustrates that simple principle in life. Whether we recognize it or not, everybody follows somebody. Everybody follows a leader, an idea, a principle that influences their minds and their lives. And the question of today's message is, who do you follow? As children, we are to follow and to imitate those who take care of us, our parents and our, our guardians. But as we grow older, we become more and more free to choose who we follow we choose which friends to follow and what adults to admire and to imitate and we choose what to watch and we choose what we listen to we become free to choose free to choose whom we allow whom we follow we follow music artists as we listen to and play their music many times uh, uh, as we listen and we play the the music uh, the writers of the music control our mindset whether it's dance hall or rap or reggae or gospel we follow these influences unknown to us and uh, I'm not Jamaican but <laughs> it's interesting how loud Jamaicans can be with the music and every music that is played speaks to influence speaks to who you follow we follow the great influence of Hollywood and its writers and its film producers and 
as we watch the virtual realities of movies, unreal superheroes, uh, they shape our minds and how we do life and they make violence and sex and sorcery appear commendable and acceptable. And all these come together on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, where everyone has a variety of who to follow, where people follow people. On social media, who do you follow? In government, citizens follow their leaders and the COVID-19 crisis in Jamaica and the world has shown the importance of leadership and we thank God for the Prime Minister and the work that he has been able to do. We have had to follow Prime Minister's orders and we thank God that we are here uh, because those orders have been relaxed as obedient citizens. Amen, church? Yes, I hear some laughing and that speaks to who you follow. And as it relates to the vaccine, some of us have followed the pro-vaxxers and others have follow the anti-vaxxers and the following continues on both sides uh, following different sources yes i know i'm not gonna start that war now and right now dear brothers and sisters speaking of following leaders soldiers in russia have to follow the leadership of Vladimir Putin as they launch an invasion on Russia, on Ukraine rather. Everybody follows somebody. In religion, in world religions, people choose what or whose teaching to follow in order to find meaning and purpose and fulfillment in a life and recently this story is one that we are familiar with that speaks to following provides a cautionary tale reminding us that it matters who you choose to follow it matters whom you choose to influence your mind and your life. It matters who you follow. In the world today, there are a variety of religions. Some have chosen to follow Hinduism and some have chosen to follow Buddhism and some have chosen not to follow any religions at all. Some have chosen uh, 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 Judaism and Rastafarianism. But statistics show that many have chosen Christianity. And this means that many in the world, including you and I, claim to follow Jesus. 
that a great majority of the world's population claim to follow Jesus. But what does it mean to follow Jesus? The biblical gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the most comprehensive historical accounts of Jesus' life record state that as Jesus began his ministry, he called disciples who later became his apostles to follow him. Turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 4 and from verse 18 to 22. We're not going to read everything, but I just want to present the passage as an example of the call to follow Jesus. Matthew 4, 18 to 22, and my dear sister read from Mark, but it contains the same story. In Matthew 4, verse 18 to 22, Jesus called fishermen, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, men who caught and sold fish to make a living. Jesus called them to follow him and the passage says they left their livelihood and followed Jesus. Sometimes we don't think about that. But I want you to just pause a little bit because that is the heart of the message today. These men left their business and followed Jesus. Matthew 4 verse 21 and 22 says, And going on from thence, they saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother in a ship with Zebedee, their father, don't miss this, mending their nets. And he called them, verse 22, And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. James and John left their father and left the family business and followed Jesus. Matthew, the writer of this gospel that bears his name, writes an account of how he was called to follow Jesus. Matthew chapter 9 verse 9 in the New American Standard Bible says, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax collector's booth and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed. Now pause there, brothers and sisters. Imagine that you are a well-paid tax government officer. With a lot of money and property in your coffers. And a simply dressed former carpenter comes to your office and asks you to follow him. I'm sure that you would laugh and say you, you can't be serious. Uh, you can't even take care of yourself. And you want me to follow you? What do you have to offer me that I don't have? Why did these fishermen and tax collector follow Jesus? Because they 
recognized in the words of Jesus the call of a rabbi to become his disciples. It was very common. And this is the key word for this sermon today. What's the key word, church? I can't hear you. What's the key word, church? Disciple. It was very common in those days to have popular teachers of the law select from a group of young men who would qualify to be their disciples to follow them. In Jewish culture, it was an honor when a rabbi came to you and asked you to follow him. Disciples, the disciple was committed to live like his rabbi until he became like his rabbi in every way. To help us understand who a disciple was, a disciple is similar to a master and an apprentice. And I have a few pictures to show you of what it meant to be a disciple. It meant to learn, it was similar to learning a trade from a master craftsman. A disciple was a learner. Somebody who watched his master at work and followed his master's directions until he became a master himself. And so a disciple was committed to learn, to follow his rabbi. And so after much thought, Matthew gave up his well-paid job and financial security and chose to follow Jesus as his disciple. For most of Jesus' three and a half years of ministry, multitudes followed Jesus wherever he went and Many followed Jesus for different reasons. Are you with me, church? They followed Jesus for different reasons. Some followed him for food. And some followed him for healing. And some followed him to criticize and to test and to trap him. And some followed him for popularity and for status. But not everyone who followed Jesus was a genuine disciple of Jesus. I'm going to repeat that one more time because that is the heart of the message today. Not everyone who followed Jesus was a disciple of Jesus. As I said earlier, a disciple was one who submitted completely to the influence and authority of a rabbi and allowed the rabbi's way of life to shape his own. Not everyone who followed Jesus was totally committed and surrendered to the principles and the life and the person of the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Not everyone who followed Jesus was totally committed to learn from Jesus and live like Jesus and become like Jesus and committed to follow him in the good times and in the bad times committed to love him and to follow him all the way and choose not to be ashamed of Jesus are you still with me church in the same way today many follow Jesus for different reasons is that right church many Christians follow Jesus for different reasons today many follow Jesus because it's popular to follow Jesus. 
How many follow Jesus because it's very lucrative to make money using the name of Jesus? Jamaica is known as a place where you can find a church everywhere. It's very similar to my country. It's very easy to start business in the name of Jesus. And you can be sure that you're not going to go bankrupt if you do it well. Many follow Jesus for different reasons. Many follow Jesus because it is family tradition. Because we were born into it. Because that's the way we've always done it. Grandpa, grandpa was a Christian and grandma was a Christian and daddy is a Christian and mommy is a Christian. We follow Jesus because that's the way the family has always been. But I want to ask you today, why do you follow Jesus? I want to challenge you church today as I speak, as the spirit of God impress my heart and as we begin this series, it's an opportunity for us to look within and answer the question, why do you follow Jesus? If a non-Christian asks you, why do you follow Jesus? What would you say? And I'm so happy my young people are here and I hope that they're listening to me because there are so many of our young people who are in schools that are not committed to Christianity have lost their faith and many of us born in the church and grown up in the church do not know how to answer for our faith. I know because I teach students who are Christians and when I ask them questions they answer with what philosophers call circular reasoning. Are you with me church? Uh, stay with me now and Holy Ghost help me as I make this point. You see you can't explain Jesus to someone who does not believe the Bible with the Bible. Did you hear what I just said? You cannot explain Jesus to someone who does not believe the Bible with the Bible. You've got to use something else. And if you cannot find a valid reason outside the Bible to prove why you're a Christian, then your faith is not worth following so I'm challenging you today I'm asking you why are you here why are you a Christian is it because you've always been why are you not a Muslim and why are you not a Buddhist and why are you not Hindu and why are you not Rastafarian why are you a Christian? Amidst these very choices, and here's another question, church, as I press on this message and, and seek to wrap it up. What if you were born in a Muslim family? Think about it, church. 
What if you were born in a Buddhist family? What if you were born in a non-Christian family? Would you still end up following Jesus? Or would you stick with the tradition of the family into which you were born? Let that a great uh, scientist, atheist scientist by the name of Richard Dawkins says that the greatest crime committed is that people are born into religions without thinking. Parents force their faith on their children. So the greatest reason Christians give for being Christians is because they were born into it. But here's the challenge as I preach God's word today. If you took the Bible away, would you still have reason to follow Jesus? Reason beyond saying, I know God answers my prayers, praise the Lord. That can be very subjective. Are there valid logical reasons does it make sense church i want to challenge you and i hope somebody gets it before you leave today amidst the other religions that i've mentioned and there's so many others does it make sense to leave all like the other apostles and follow jesus why does it make sense to follow jesus i want to share three reasons with you and as soon as i'm done as soon as I'm, I'm done with them, I come to the end of the message. Remember that the key question, I have three key questions for today's sermon. Who do you follow? And I'm going to come back to it at the end. But the second question now is why do you follow Jesus? Does it make sense to follow Jesus? Here are three reasons. And help me Holy Ghost as I press these reasons. Number one. Uh, Jesus was real. Jesus was a real historical person who claimed to be God, who claimed to be the ultimate solution to the human problem of evil and death, and he backed up his claims. Uh, don't miss that part now. He backed up his claims with miracles, the greatest of which was his resurrection oh somebody ought to have been shouting uh, jesus was a real historical person let me break that down uh, in 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 bits jesus was real and uh, why does that matter because there are so many people we follow that are not real some of us follow superman and some of us follow batman and spider-man and the avengers and the incredible hawk and many of those are not real somebody made them up uh, but jesus is real and don't take my word for it uh, here's a book written by bart ehrman did jesus exist watch this bart ehrman is not a christian but Bart Ehrman has studied all the evidence from history and a non-Christian affirms that Jesus existed. Jesus was not the figment of some human imagination. 
there is testimony hallelujah outside the bible that jesus existed uh, here's an image of about 10 non-christian authors i want to underline non-christian authors who testify that jesus was real praise the lord somebody jesus was real and i don't know if you can see the names but one of the names on the screen is josephus josephus was a jewish historian and josephus uh, said jesus was a wise teacher and he performed he called them extraordinary feats and when i teach this to my students see I say that Josephus did not want to call them miracles. He called them extraordinary feats. You see, the Jews today still don't accept Jesus. But in the record of the Jews, one of the records called the Babylonian Talmud, they say that Jesus was sentenced to death for sorcery. Oh, I don't know if you're getting as excited as I am. You see, they didn't call it miracles. They called it sorcery. That means that they admitted that Jesus did some amazing things that could never be explained by the laws of nature. Jesus performed miracles. The Jews call it sorcery. But we know that they were miracles praise the lord that even non-christians admit that there was something amazing something miraculous about jesus jesus claimed to be god and the ultimate solution to the human problem jesus says i am the way the truth and the life and and Lord, keep us until I preach the narrow way. For you see, brothers and sisters, every religion claims to be a way to God. But every religion cannot be right. Every religion cannot be right and every religion cannot be true. If one is right, then that makes all the other ones wrong. Because truth is exclusive. Stay with me now. <laughs> Stay with me and Lord help me. Help me as I move this message forward. Jesus claimed something that no other religious leader in world history has ever claimed. Buddha never claimed to be God. Muhammad claimed to be a prophet of God. Nobody else had ever claimed that they are God and the way. That ought to stand for something. But here's what gets me excited. Jesus not only claimed to be the way, he proved that he was the way. You see, it's easy for anybody to say anything. But you got to back it up 
with some evidence. And praise God because Jesus didn't make any empty claims. He backed it up with evidence. Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. And the greatest evidence that Jesus was whom he claimed to be was his resurrection. Uh, was his resurrection the fact that he died and he, he rose again. And brothers and sisters, many critics have tried to attack the resurrection and prove that Jesus fainted on the cross. That the disciples actually stole the body of Jesus. I wish I had time. But join me on Sunday next week when we talk about beyond the grave. I'll take some time to demonstrate logically that the resurrection of Jesus is something that is valid. Historically valid. The resurrection of Jesus was undoubtedly the central proclamation of the early church from the very beginning. The earliest Christians didn't just endorse Jesus' teachings. They were convinced that they had seen him alive after his resurrection. And that's what changed their lives and started the church. The spread of the church, and, I'm, and that's my second point, stands as a valid historical evidence that the resurrection of Jesus was real. And this is the quote that I want to focus on before I move on. Sir Lionel Luku, a brilliant award-winning attorney who subjected the resurrection to the most rigorous analysis for several years came up with this result. He said, I say unequivocally that the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so overwhelming that it compels acceptance by proof which leaves absolutely no doubt, no room for doubt. I thought somebody was going to be shouting. I don't know who he is, but he has tested the resurrection. And he says, it passes the test. Brothers and sisters, the resurrection of Jesus is the center of our faith. Yes, he does. Praise his name. And so why am I spending time here? I'm spending time to say Jesus claimed to be God. But he backed it up with evidence. And his resurrection is the greatest evidence that he is who he says he is so if you're watching online or you're here right now you need to make a decision and i want to speak especially to those who are not christians you have to decide if jesus's claim was true or not And if Jesus' claim is true, you have to decide to follow him or not. C.S. Lewis puts it this way. Powerful words by C.S. Lewis in his book, Mere Christianity. He says, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. Stay with me now. 
The man who said the kind of things Jesus said would not just be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic, that means crazy person, who calls himself a poached egg. That's one option. He or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit on him and kill him like a demon or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord. But let us not come up with uh, any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. Powerful words. Let me summarize them. It's either Jesus was a lunatic, a liar, or Lord. And everybody has to make a choice. Are you still with me, church? Why does it make sense to follow Jesus? So that's point number one. Jesus was real and he backed up his claims. Number two, uh, nothing in history could stop the growth and the spread of the followers of Jesus throughout the world. Second reason, why does it make sense to follow Jesus? Nothing could stop the spread and growth of the followers of Jesus. All the disciples who later became apostles died as martyrs except John. And they all died testifying to the truth that they had seen and that they believed in the resurrected Jesus. They were willing to die because they knew it was true. You see, it's hard to die for something that is not true. Are you with me, church? It's hard to die for something that is not true. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's not easy. Political powers and religious powers and empires had tried to destroy Christianity, but it grew against all odds among all the other existing religions. And Christians had to die for their faith. And that picture right there is a very touching one. Christians had to die for their faith. Emperor Nero fed Christians to lions. Burnt them alive with torches. And here's the testimony of the Christians. They faced death with courage. Because they knew that death was not the end. They knew that if their savior could go through the grave and come out alive, that it was going to be their story. And so when they faced the lions and the fire, they sang. They faced death with peace of mind because they knew that death was not the end. Even death could not stop, hallelujah, the growth of the church of God. And no matter what the enemy did to stop it, it continues to spread. That ought to stand for something. 
But here's my favorite part. Even the enemies of Jesus became followers of Jesus. Uh, 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 the Roman historian Tacitus called Christianity a pestilent superstition. In case you missed it, pestilent is what we call COVID-19 today. Uh, so, so Tacitus, who was not a Christian, confirms in his historical record that Christianity was viral in his time. It was spreading like a disease from Jerusalem until it got to Rome to the very could stop it. And my favorite point is that even enemies of Jesus became followers of Jesus. Paul is one example. He determined to wipe out Christianity. His story is in Acts chapter 7, 8 and 9. He determined to annihilate Christianity, but, but, but he became a follower. Of the very Jesus. That ought to stand for something. C.S. Lewis is another one. Clive Staples Lewis. An atheist professor. Became a Christian. And by the way. He's the one I just quoted. But here's one. Lee Strobel. An atheist. Investigative journalist. Today he's a pastor. An atheist investigative journalist. And his story is in a movie now called The Case for Christ. I've watched that movie and I want to challenge you to watch it. And that's his book from which the movie was made. Lee Strobel, an atheist investigative journalist. Did not believe in Jesus. He had a Christian colleague and his Christian colleague said something very simple to him. He said, you know what, Lee? Why don't you investigate Jesus? And follow where the evidence leads. I'm going to repeat that one more time. He says to Lee Strobel, an atheist investigative journalist, he said, investigate Jesus and follow where the evidence leads. And the picture you see there on the screen is him looking at all the evidence of his investigation coming together beautifully to show that Jesus is real. I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> okay? But that's point number two. But here's my favorite as I try to come to the final parts of the message. Why follow Jesus? So, first question was, who do you follow? Are you with me, church? First question was, who do you follow? Second question is, why do you follow Jesus and I'm giving you some reason so that the next time somebody asks you about your faith, you know what to say. The third, and this is my favorite, is that Jesus is better. Following Jesus has made the world a better place to live. Oh, help me Holy Ghost. I found this book titled, What If Jesus Had Never Been Born? 
written by James Kennedy and Jerry Newcomb and it blew my mind to realize that many of the advances in the world today came because of the influence of Jesus. And let me give you a few very quickly as we continue. Today, today men and uh, women and children are valued. You see, in the days of Jesus, women and children were seen as property. In some cultures, wives were burnt or buried with their husbands. Women were not given a voice. But did you know that Jesus had women disciples? If you don't believe, read Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. Their names are mentioned. And by the way, our last daughter is named after one of them, Joanna. Jesus had women disciples. I don't know of anyone who had ever had women disciples but Jesus was supported by women he gave them value and watch this now the first testimony of the resurrection came from a woman and that's another evidence that the gospel is true because you see in those days the testimony of a woman was not taken seriously but all the gospel accounts agree that the women were the first ones to see Jesus. Why didn't they erase that? Because it was true. And because of Jesus, women are valued today. What do you say, church? Our children were, were told were not valued at the time. But remember, Jesus said, allow the little children to come to me because such is the kingdom. Today, women and children are valued. Their lives are not so easily dispensed. Here's another interesting one. Did you know that hospitals and clinics were only for a select few in those days? But because of Jesus and his healing ministry, uh, he went everywhere to heal. Uh, the healing ministry of Jesus inspired Christians to facilitate health care for everyone so there are hospitals now not only for the rich and the elite but there's hospitals for the rich and the poor there's health care available to everyone because of Jesus hallelujah somebody um, I, I'm moving on missionary work places where uh, uh, people do not know about Christianity Jesus missionaries went and sacrificed and gave uh, social reform jesus through christianity has helped fight for the cause of helping the poor the marginalized the discriminated and slaves in society people like william wilberforce mahatma gandhi and i'm going to come to gandhi at the end and martin luther king jr were inspired by jesus to fight for the rights of the enslaved and the oppressed praise the lord the arts. Many of the beauty we see in the world today was inspired by Jesus. When you go to St. Peter's Basilica and you see the beautiful painting on the ceiling by Michelangelo, it was inspired by Jesus. Paintings and sculptures, the sculpture of David and of Paul, classical music, all inspired by Jesus. Many of the things we read in literature were written by minds that were inspired by Jesus. Today we enjoy 
hymns and songs and media broadcasts, documentaries, films, animations and shows that continue to tell the story of Jesus. Today you and I can enjoy those things because Jesus has made the world a better place. More poems have been written, more stories told, more pictures painted, more strong song about Christ than any other person in human history. Because through these avenues, as these, the deepest appreciation of the human heart can be more adequately expressed. And I could go on and on. I don't have the time. Science, technology, business, many of the principles we practice today were inspired by Jesus. So Jesus has made the world a better place. Why follow Jesus? Because all who have truly followed Jesus as disciples have become a better version of themselves and have made the world a better place. Jesus has made the world a better place by positively transforming people one life at a time. And that's why Jesus says to you and I who follow him, you are the what? You're the salt of the earth. What does salt do? It preserves. Hallelujah. Don't miss this. Imagine if Christians were taken out of the world. The world is too big. Let's take Jamaica. Imagine that people who truly followed Jesus were all taken out of Jamaica. Imagine that for a, for a few seconds. What do you see? Chaos, death, and destruction. So hear me now, somebody. The, the society is peaceful and progressive today because Jesus has transformed the lives of people. And today you and I can enjoy peace because of Jesus. It is the preserving, transforming power of Jesus in the life of Christians that makes society a peaceful place to live. I remember going to pay my JPS bill and I made friends with the security guard and on this particular day there was this guy who just lost his temper for no reason and wanted to start a fight with the security man and the man was, you know, security man was a Christian. I could tell he was a Christian and he spoke calmly and he tried to control his temper and, 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 and he calmed the situation. And after I paid my bill and was working out, I gave him a, a, a rub on his back and I said, Brother, don't let anyone steal your peace today. But what is my point? Because that man had the power of Jesus working in him, he was able to defuse the situation. Because the self-controlling power of the Holy Ghost that comes through Jesus was in that security guard and told him what to say and how to hold himself together 
it kept a violent explosion from taking place brothers and sisters the world is at peace today Jamaica is at peace today because of Jesus and some people wonder what is the contribution of the church to society that's the contribution my sisters are getting baptized many people are giving their hearts to Jesus lives are being transformed and it's making the society a better place a place where we can live the desire of ages page 306 as I try to come to my final point page 306 paragraph 4 says though the wicked know it not they owe even the blessings of this life to the presence in the world of God's people whom they despise and oppress uh, in case you missed that even those who don't believe in Jesus and follow him are benefiting and enjoying life because of those who follow Jesus without the existence of Christian disciples people who truly follow Jesus the world would be in complete chaos so following Jesus makes sense and if you are watching this and you are not a Christian I want to introduce you to the most interesting figure that, in, that has ever lived in history the greatest influencer in the history of the world his name is Jesus Dr. James Allen Francis wrote a poem titled One Solitary Life and I'm going to read some sections of it. It says, One Solitary Life, he, Jesus, was born in an obscure village, the, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another village where he worked in a carpenter's shop until he was 30. Then for three years he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a home. He didn't go to college. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things that are usually that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials to himself. But but 20 centuries have passed and gone. And today he is is the central figure of human history he's the leader of mankind's progress ah this is my favorite part all the armies that ever marched and all the navies that ever sailed and all the parliaments that ever sat and all the kings that ever reigned put together hallelujah have not affected of man on this earth as much as that one solitary life Somebody ought to give God some praise. Jaroslav Pelikan says it this way. Regardless of what one may personally think or believe about him, Jesus of Nazareth has been the dominant figure in the history of Western culture for almost 20 centuries. Don't miss this. If it were possible with some sort of super magnet to pull up out of that history every scrap of metal bearing at least a trace of Jesus's name how much would be left 
Did you get that? If you took everything out of history that Jesus had ever touched, what would be left? Nothing. Nothing. And so, my dear brothers and sisters and those watching online, if you are not a Christian, I want you to know that you cannot ignore Jesus. If all that Jesus said about himself is true, then your destiny and my destiny and my reality and my and your meaning and purpose in life depend on what you do with Jesus. For he is the most important person that has ever lived. And in deciding for him, he determines the destiny of everyone who has ever lived. I invite you and I challenge you to follow Jesus today. Final point. So history shows that it is great to follow Jesus as a disciple. It's life changing to follow Jesus. But the next question is... How do I truly follow Jesus as a disciple? I found this image very interesting. Are you a fan of Jesus or a follower of Jesus? How do I follow Jesus? Jesus himself says it in Matthew 16, 24 and 25. And you can write it down. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must do what church? deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever wants to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for me will find it in very simple terms deny yourself in case you don't understand what that means it, it simply means stop living for yourself and start living for Jesus Align yourself with Jesus. Surrender yourself to Jesus. Get to learn about Jesus. Get to love Jesus. Get to learn from Jesus. Get to live like Jesus. Get to live for Jesus. Stop following you. And follow Jesus. Deny yourself. Deny yourself brothers and sisters it's very sad to say that many christians many people who claim to follow jesus actually follow themselves they do what they want and not what jesus wants for them and that is why there's still crime and violence in jamaica a predominantly christian country still has crime and violence in it because many people who claim to follow Jesus follow themselves. Follow what they want. Because many lack the transforming power of following Jesus in their lives. Paul says many have a form of godliness. But they lack the power. The life changing power. Because many who claim to follow Jesus are actually following themselves. Their prayer, their mantra is the flip side of Jesus' prayer. Not your will, Lord, but my will be done. 
As a result of that, many atrocities and crimes have been committed in this world in the name of Jesus by people who claim to follow Jesus. Who do you follow? Do you follow you or do you follow Jesus? As I bring this to an end, much of my learning, Burke Parsons says, to follow Jesus is unlearning to follow myself. So if you truly want to be a disciple of Jesus, stop following yourself and start following Jesus. My dear sisters who have decided to be baptized and others who are watching, follow Jesus and not yourself. Give up. Give up what you want and let Jesus take control of your life. Matthew chose to follow Jesus. He left his well-paid job and he died as an apostle for Christ. And God used his bookkeeping talents to write the first gospel. What we know as the gospel of Matthew. One of the most comprehensive gospels of all. And in his gospel he wrote the sermon on the mount. The greatest, one of the greatest of the sermons of Jesus Christ. Found in Matthew chapter 5 to 7. I was amazed when I went and I, I, I did a little search on the most powerful speeches in the world. And guess what? The Sermon on the Mount was in that list. And yes, it is a powerful sermon because it inspired Mahatma Gandhi to fight for the freedom of India against the British. But Mahatma Gandhi never became a Christian. Watch this now, church. Mahatma Gandhi was inspired by Jesus, but he never chose to follow Jesus. Why? Here are a paraphrase of his words. I like your Christ, but I do not like your Christians because your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Mahatma Gandhi never became a Christian. Because those of us who claim to follow Jesus do not live like Jesus. Not all who claim to follow Jesus are truly disciples of Jesus. Those getting baptized today, those who will be making decisions to follow Jesus today, we are not asking you to become just church members or converts. We are asking you to follow Jesus. We are asking you to become disciples of Jesus. We are asking you to commit yourselves completely to following Jesus Christ. So who do you follow? Yourself or Jesus? Jim Elliot, along with four of his other friends, decided to follow the calling of Jesus to do mission. 
in sharing Jesus with the Huarani tribe. Unfortunately, while they were serving, doing mission, sharing Jesus with the, these people, the tribesmen spared them to death. Jim Elliot, look at those pictures. Young men who gave up their promising lives and just to serve other people. Went as missionaries and they died serving. But that's not the end of the story. Watch this now. His wife, Elizabeth Elliot, along with their daughter, went to the very same people who killed their husband and father lived among them, learned their language, translated the Bible into their language. Until they decided to follow Jesus. Because they had seen the love of Jesus in the life of Jim Elliot's wife. Brothers and sisters, that's what following Jesus is like. Elizabeth earlier forgave them, went back and showed kindness, gave the rest of her life to serve the very people who killed her husband. She denied herself and chose to do what Jesus called her to do. Was it easy? No, it wasn't. For surrender is always a struggle. But it is possible through Jesus to follow him and not self. And it will be worth it in the end. So how do I truly follow Jesus? I must deny myself. Luke 9.23 says I must deny myself daily. Take up the cross. And follow Jesus. Stop living for yourself. And start living for Jesus. I close with this quote from Jim Elliot. A powerful quote. He says, He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He or she is no fool to give up what you cannot keep to gain what you cannot lose right. in case you don't get it I'm gonna break it down before I wrap this up when you choose to follow Jesus you have to give up certain things that we keep for ourselves you have to give up money and you have to give up position and you have to give up pride and pleasure and power and sometimes even life itself because the truth is we can't keep those things one day we will lose them so it makes sense to give them to Jesus so that we can get what we will never lose and what is it that we will never lose we will never lose peace of mind we will never lose love and joy that comes from heaven and we will never lose eternal life so it makes sense, brothers and sisters, to give up what you cannot keep. To gain what you can never lose. Stop living for yourself. And choose to follow Jesus. If you choose to do 
the same. Your life will be better. Your home will be better. Jamaica will be better. Your community, those watching online, wherever you live, if you choose to genuinely follow Jesus as a disciple, your life will become better than it is now. Is it going to be easy? No. But always remember that when Jesus calls you to give up something, it's so he can give you something better. When Jesus calls you to leave something, it's because he's taking you to a better place. So who do you follow? Self or Jesus? I invite you, no matter who you are, to commit yourself to truly follow Jesus as his disciple. Not just in profession, but in action. How many want to say today, Jesus, I want to become a better version of myself. Lord, I choose to follow you 